Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. Today we have a small taste, an appetizer, a short snippet of one of Jeremy's recent teachings covering the key point or key doctrine from that sermon. It's a short, easy to digest, and encouraging sample from a bigger lesson. We hope you enjoy it. Second in the seven sign gifts is healing. It's separate from miracles, but possibly a subset of miracles. Um, ability to physically heal people, which we just discussed, but miracles involved other things like casting demons out. It could be a, a subcategory of miracles. It also gradually ceased. And I've got 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 9 on there. So all these gradually cease. How about tongues? Controversial one, right? Did I just say tongues? Um, we might say the gift of languages. It's the ability to speak human languages that had never been studied. It happens three times that we know of in the book of Acts. Acts 2, the day of Pentecost. Acts 10, at Cornelius' house, the Gentile, when they first believed and were brought into the body of Christ. And Acts 19, with uh, some disciples of John the Baptist who Paul met outside Ephesus. Possibly also a fourth time in Acts 8, that's uh, the Samaritans, okay? So it would be Acts 2, they were among the Jews, Acts 8, Samaritans, 10 Gentiles, 19 disciples of John the Baptist. These four occasions that we read of in the New Testament, and really chapter 8 is a questionable one because it doesn't say tongues, but something happened that was visible or audible. I assume possibly tongues. But these four show that whether you're a Jew who believes in Christ, a Samaritan who believes in Christ, a Gentile who believes in Christ, or a follower of John the Baptist who believed in Christ, you are all integrated into one body called the church. In other words, there weren't going to be four different bodies. You know, the Jewish body of Christ, the Samaritan body of Christ, you know, four different churches. No, there's only one church, and that tongues is what united them and brought them into the same body. So they were signs that God is bringing all these people groups into one body by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. Um, the gift is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12, 10, 30, 13, 1, 14, 2. It's mentioned many, many times in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. Um, because that was the problem at Corinth. They were, this is a flashy gift, okay? It's flashy. And the Corinthians were all into that. If you know about their culture, they were basically where East met West. So it was a very cosmopolitan city. Um, they were down the road from Athens. So none of the best philosophers were there because they, they were at Athens, but they had the throwbacks, you know. And so everybody's out on the street debating, and they had this stuff called sophistry. And it was all kind of about like who was the most witty speaker. And so you can see how in that kind of a context, the gift of tongues would be really highly desire because it was all about speaking and how witty you were and here these are people who speak in tongues so they were putting this this ability on display at Corinth and exalting this gift and so in the list of gifts that we just read in 1 Corinthians 12 28 and 29 notice first apostles second prophets third teachers then miracles then gifts of healings then helps administrations and then after all that he puts various kinds of tongues in other words, he puts it last in the list that's here, doesn't he? Why does he do that? Because he's trying to downplay its importance among the Corinthians. Okay, So necessary, you know, but not that important. 
there are many rules to follow for speaking in tongues. You know, only one at a time, only if there's an interpreter present, which means that the person who had the ability could refrain from speaking in tongues. In other words, it didn't just come out. Like they could, they could like, oh, there's no interpreter present, so I'm not going to say anything. Or so-and-so over there is already speaking, I'm not going to interrupt. So they had control of the gift. Uh, it didn't just like come out of them, okay? Uh, tongues would cease of themselves. 1 Corinthians 13, we're there, so look in verse 8. 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Love never fails. Remember, the, it will always remain or abide. He says, but if there are gifts of prophecy, if prophecy, it'll be done away. Tongues, they will cease. Knowledge done away. So tongues will cease. Middle voice, meaning they will cease in and of themselves. Okay, they will just cease. What does this mean? Uh, what I think it means is that in the early church, a person who was given the gift of tongues when they died, when that generation of people died that had this gift, the gift died out with them. They ceased of themselves. So the first generation of Christians had um, some who were given the gift of tongues, but when those individuals died, they were not, not given anymore. So I think by around 70 AD or so, this gift was no longer present, and we don't read anything about it after that anyway in church history. Um, it was a sign to unbelievers, 1 Corinthians 14, 21, and 22, which quotes from Isaiah 28, 11 through 12. And if you look at these verses, you realize it was a sign really for unbelievers, and uh, particularly probably unbelieving Jews. Okay, 1 Corinthians 14, 21, In the law it is written, By men of strange tongues and by the lips of strangers I will speak to this people, that is to Israel. And even so, they will not listen to me, says the Lord. So then, tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. Okay, but to unbelievers. See, um, to really understand tongues and why this uh, particular gift was given, one must understand that Israel as a nation, at the time of Christ, because of their rejection of Him, was under the unpardonable sin. People talk about, is there a sin you can commit that you, God won't forgive? Well, <laughs> there was a sin committed by the nation Israel that's called the unpardonable sin. It's called the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And that was the sin of saying that the miracles that Christ did, that they actually saw Him do, He did by the power of Satan and not by the power of the Spirit. That is the sin that is, quote, unpardonable. But it was a generational sin it's a national sin that could only be committed by the generation of Israel that actually saw the Messiah do these miracles. I try to, remember the human drama, I've told you to try to put yourself in the shoes of the people in the Bible and actually think through whatever it was they were going through. You should do that when you read the Gospels. And you're watching Jesus go around throughout various cities in the Galilee and sometimes in Jerusalem and do miracles. And you're supposed to like, in your own mind's eye, as you read these, identify with the people who is actually seeing this. If you will do that, you will train yourself to do that, you will realize the gravity of making the claim that the Pharisees made that he did this by the power of Satan. 
And then you'll realize why he pronounced doom on that generation. Okay? The penalty of which was 8070, when he said, Jerusalem will be surrounded by armies, and uh, you're going to go to destruction. Which happened in 8070. A million Jews were killed in the conflict from 66 to 73 AD when the Romans, setting out from Caesarea, where their military base was, began their siege against the Jews because of their rebellion. But ultimately it was because they had crucified their Messiah. And this was the penalty on that generation. Tongues were a sign to that generation that you need to separate from the nation of Israel by believing that Jesus is the Messiah. And if you will do that, you'll be spared. Thank you for joining us today on Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. If you found the lesson insightful, please consider subscribing below so that you don't miss any additional teachings from Jeremy. And if you're looking for additional resources or additional formats, links are in the description below. But above all, we want you to be encouraged and exhorted by the very Word of God. We hope that Jeremy is opening it up to you in a way that makes it even more understandable than what you've known in the past. So until next time, take care.